across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Alrighty, Rockstar Nation, listen up. I have the solutions if you are looking to build a massive, wonderful team that nets you a million bucks a year. Net, 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 not ECI, but net. I went to Omaha, Nebraska, and I hung out with Jeff Cohn and the Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group and filmed everything about how they sell 600 homes a year how Jeff nets over a million bucks consistently and doesn't go on listing appointments or buyer's appointments, doesn't even take calls from angry clients because nobody really knows Jeff. They know Omaha's elite real estate group. I mean, he's really got this figured out, right? We had to net a million dollars without being beholden to other people when he walks into the local mall. And it's a cool way to conduct business and net a million bucks. 600 homes a year. Five years ago, they were doing 80. So we took this, all this footage and we broke it down to 76 videos. We made 73 quizzes to make sure you get it in your head. And we included a bunch of downloads that he and his team use. We got videos of their secret team meetings, of their admin meetings, of their uh, agent accountability meetings. We got videos of their agents prospecting to real life clients. Find out how you can build a team where everybody gets along with an incredible culture, where everybody is hired right from the beginning. Massive amounts of retention here. People stay. And how agents lead generate from day one for their entire life there. I mean, it's unlike any team I've ever seen. And uh, you can get it now at rebusuniversity.com. For the holidays, we are offering 50% off and also because it's a brand new product. So it's going to be a limited time. We're going to offer 50% off. So jump on over to rebusuniversity.com and check it out. I even put some free videos and free quizzes, like three of them. I just picked three random ones. So you could go on there and kind of test drive the car for free, so to speak. rebusuniversity.com. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a guest that I'm excited about here. I got Mitch Steven on the line. He He's an interesting guy. He's out of San Antonio, Texas. He's bought over 1,500 houses himself. And, you know, he wrote this cool book, My Life in a Thousand Houses. He's an expert at real estate, residential <clears throat> real estate, how to finance residential real estate, how to buy and hold residential real estate. And uh, we've got some great uh, stuff we're going to dig into today. So without further ado, Mitch, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, man, I'm excited to be a rock star on your show today. You Thank did. you very much. <laughs> Mitch, why don't you uh, give us all a little uh, bio on yourself so we can get to know you better? Hey, Pat, I'll, uh, I'll do my best, but I'm really just an average guy who stumbled into uh, investing on accident. 
I kind of have to get hit in the head with a baseball bat Whoa. before I wake up. And uh, I stumbled into it. Uh, I did a couple of uh, deals, you know, I don't know, not, not really with any great motivation. And it made more than I made the whole year at my job. And that's when I snapped. And I said, maybe there's something to this here. And um, I started to I started to go out and be a, a landlord. And I got 2,500, I'm sorry, I got 25 houses under my belt. And then I started to realize that the money that I was supposed to be getting uh, was not hitting the bottom line. You know, they'd say, well, you know, if you rent this house for 800 and your payment's only 500, you'd have a $300 positive cash flow and that's $3,600 a month. But that was all a big myth because they gave not one ounce of weight to that very long list of liabilities over on the left-hand side, like air conditioner, roof, window, hot water heater, faucet, shower, sink, tub, toilet. <laughs> they, they, they didn't give one ounce of weight to that. And, 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 and one air conditioner breaks uh, in the heat of the San Antonio summer and your whole $300 a month positive cash flow is gone for the year. And so I wanted to get out of that and I couldn't sell my houses, uh, to anybody on a new loan in the neighborhoods that I was in. The people just couldn't qualify for a loan period. I was in the middle to lower echelon of the neighborhoods and, uh, economically. And so I started to panic and I finally had to hire a mentor. And I paid him $10,000 to help me get out of this situation and keep my good name and my credit and my reputation. And he inadvertently taught me the strategy that I've been doing 20 years. I never left the business. I just changed how I was doing business. I sold all those houses, all those 25 houses. I sold them to the tenants for like an average of $3,000 down per house. So if I have 25 houses and I got 3,000 down per house, how much money did I have in the bank, Pat? Here's your math quiz. 75,000 75 G's. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't give me yeah, time so to I, answer. So, so, so I didn't want to put you on yeah, the spot. That's all right. I can do three times 25. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so all of a sudden I have $75,000 in the bank. This is not a refundable security deposit. This is down payments, my money, not refundable. And I, I made the, the payments counting the taxes, and the insurance about what the rent was, maybe even a little bit more because people were, were willing to pay a little bit more to own a house. And so, um, so the, then, the then you became you became like a a, a big bank basically, right? Now, I became did, like a very little bank. I was a little bank. bank. That's okay. the important word. Okay, so, but but did you have mortgages on these houses? I did. So I did. so it was just kind of like a blanket. You just created mortgages on top of your mortgages, and then the people bought them, and then eventually maybe when they moved they sold the house and paid off the mortgages did any of no no let me tell you what happened okay break it so down. i created these notes in the 7500 a month i was supposed to be hitting my my bottom line you know the 300 positive cash flow that was supposed to be hitting my bottom line when they were rentals but weren't is now hitting my bottom line because i'm the bank and they own the house and if the air conditioner breaks it's their air conditioner it's not my air conditioner i just own the payment and so uh, the 7500 a month started coming in. And then, and I tell you by accident, I mean, I didn't plan this. Then the note buyers started calling me. They saw my name down at the courthouse as the, as the first lien, as, as a lien holder that had the big note. And they called me and they wanted to buy my notes. And I said, well, how much do you want to pay me for that $38,000 note over there? And they said, well, we'll give you $33,000 for it. And I said, oh, really? And I only owed about thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars on each one of these houses so I was clearing almost fifteen thousand a house 
but so what happened was I said, okay, that's what you'll give me for the one note. What will you give me for all 25 of them? And they gave me about the same number per house. And all, and then within a matter of weeks, they stroked me a check for $400,000. And I had $475,000 in the bank. And that's when I turned, turned around and, and, and looked at my wife and said, I wonder if it takes five or six years to do this, or if you can do this kind of turnaround, how fast you can do this turnaround. And I proceeded to jump into the owner financing business where I created the notes and sold the notes. I don't sell the notes anymore because I don't have to, because the cash flow that I have coming in so big that there's no need to sell a note. But in the beginning, now let me I stop you there. Is that, is that because the market has changed? The rental market has changed? No. Um, or is it because you're just putting more money down? Because people out there listening want to know, you know, if I went to San Antonio or per, I know we have listeners in San Antonio, if, if I buy a house in San Antonio or somewhere like San Antonio and put 20 percent down, can I make cash flow on that today? Yeah, well, here's let me give you my exact formula so you'll know, because I don't put any money. down. Yeah, yeah. OK. okay? I put zero money. I have none of my money in these houses. I bought 18 houses last month. I don't have a dime of my own money in any Whoa, of them. Okay. The key, to, the key to, to the whole formula, as a matter of fact, the key to almost any um, real estate and creative real estate investor strategy is, is, is where you're going to get the funding. Who's going to help you fund the deal? How do you fund the deal? The key is private money. I have millions upon millions of dollars of private money because I've done this very unique thing for 20 years. I've borrowed money and I've paid it back on time. It's just brilliant, and because when you start paying people back at time on a, they start loaning you more money, mm. and they start talking to their friends, and they start talking to their parents and their uncles and their aunts, and and they start recommending you. Um, so I here's 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 a here's what here's how we're gonna run it. I'm gonna give you an example. Okay. I buy a house. I buy a house for fifty thousand. Fifty. I mean, I get it under yep. contract. I, I get it under contract for fifty thousand dollars. Now let's make it forty-eight. Forty-eight thousand dollars. Now. The rents tell me that I could owner finance this house for a hundred thousand, and I got it under contract to buy it for forty-eight thousand. Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You need to slow down. So, okay, so you buy a house in in San Antonio for forty-eight grand, right? Mm -hmm. um, does mm -hmm. it need repairs or anything? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You know, maybe thousand. maybe six, maybe maybe five, six thousand. Not no, okay. nothing big. The rents tell you you can. Do an owner, owner finance. finance. I don't understand that. So okay, tell me what that means. So the, the core belief of the owner finance business is that the person out there that's paying a thousand dollars for rent would rather pay a thousand dollars to own. Do you believe that? Yes. Okay, it's not a hundred percent across the board, but about eighty-five percent of the people. There's fifteen percent that either don't need to be owning a house or or don't want to for but, certain. But particular the people are people are thinking, and you know, I'm just I'm speaking for the masses that are. That I know my listeners. They're thinking, oh shit, if I can buy a house for fifty grand and get a thousand bucks a month of rent, I'd fly down to San Antonio tomorrow and buy twenty of them. I mean, but are you? I don't know where you could do that. I mean, that's you're getting two percent a month you know, on the cost of the house. I'm a professional, Pat. How are you getting it so cheap, I guess? I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 in, my, in my series, My Life in a Thousand Houses, the three-book series, the second book is 200-plus ways to find bargain properties. I, 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 I set it in there as good as, as the best I can, and I exercise. The, the, the ideas there uh, – you know, I didn't invent anything. They've all been out there. 
But the deal, the, the, the separation between the people who, who make the grade and actually find the houses and the ones that don't find the houses is persistency and consistency. It ha this stuff has to run every day in the background. Every day you have to be searching for houses. So are, you, are you buying day. houses? Are they, are they listed in the MLS? Are, they, are you no, MLS sending out little postcards? What are you doing? Well, I do, I do 25 of those 200 ways every day. Um, but like I said, I'm a professional. Um, I, I do postcards. I, I do driving for dollars. I do uh, mailings to different lists, tax, uh, tax delinquents, um, code violations and divorces, uh, probate. It's, it's nothing new. It's just being setting up a system that's consistent, that it happens every single day. Mm, I know, yeah, yeah. I know, I know when someone's been added to what's, one of those. What's driving for dollars? When you get in your car and you drive down the neighborhoods looking for vacant houses. Wow, if you do that for eight hours a day in San Antonio, you can find about 120 vacant houses. Mm, okay. And I don't do it. I pay someone. So here's the example. Okay. Okay. So, got, uh, so let's say you get private those money. Yep. I got private, so, so I'm doing this every day. I did this. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. It's just, you know, quite frankly, it's great. It's great return. So, all right, so you find this vacant house. You put five or six grand in it. You fix it up. You put a tenant in there where you advertise for a tenant. That rent is 1000 a month. Uh, what next? Well, I don't rent. I, I don't like being a landlord. I hate being a landlord. Right, right. I I the rent could be 1000 a month. Yep. Yeah, so so um, I got this house under contract for forty eight thousand. I took the rents, and um, the rents were a thousand dollars a month. And I subtracted the taxes, and I subtracted the insurance, and I came out with nine. Uh, I'm sorry, eight fifty left over after I took out the taxes and the insurance monthly. And so I know that if I use the formula ten and a half percent in twenty years, that well, when you take the thousand dollars and you subtract the hundred and fifty taxes and interest, you're left with eight fifty. Right. I know that they can afford. That means that eight fifty is what they have for principal and interest. Yeah. And I know if I use the terms ten and a half percent in twenty years, that their payment will be eight fifty on the principal and interest. So now I know what they can afford to borrow. They can afford to borrow eighty five thousand. If you take eight fifty, that equals eighty five thousand. Uh, 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 that's the amount they can afford to borrow if you use the terms ten and a half percent in twenty years. Ten and a half. So you said you've said that like four times. What what is ten and a half percent in twenty years? You mean the the interest rates ten and a half percent and the the term is amortized yeah. over twenty years? Yeah. If they have eight fifty left over, yeah, that for principal and interest. Right. Because I'm trying to move this guy from a thousand dollars. Uh, rent over to a thousand dollars payment, but in his payment he's going to have taxes and insurance. So I subtract a hundred dollars taxes and I subtract yep. fifty dollars insurance. I get eight fifty. I I know now eight fifty translates to eighty five thousand. If you use the terms ten and a half percent, twenty years, and the payment of eight fifty, and you solve for what is the balance, the balance is eighty five thousand. Okay. I I picked ten and a half percent in twenty years because I don't need a calculator. I can see with my eyes that eight fifty. I just add I just add two zeros to it. They can afford to finance eighty five thousand. Obviously, obviously, uh, these people can't go to a mortgage a regular mortgage company and get a a, a bank loan for four and a half percent. So right right. I mean these are these are bad prospects for the for the mortgage officer, right? They're not going to get a new loan. They're, the, the the traditional institutional lend, lenders won't they don't qualify so yep, so th this, meant, yeah. this is my niche i help ten, i help tenants that are are 
have been sentenced to, to life sentences in rent houses, I, I give them a way to own a house. And do you and qualify so, them at all, or, or is it just hey, no? Yeah, I do. Mostly, I qualify them in the down payment because if they can afford to, <laughs> if they can, if they can afford to to finance eighty five thousand, then what is the sales <laughs> price? What is the owner financed price? Right. You add twelve percent on top of that, so twelve percent of eighty five thousand uh, is let's just see here. I got my calculator. Is ten thousand two hundred. So let's just call it ten thousand. So the the the, the owner finance price based on the based on the rent of a thousand dollars a month. I use the payment to back in to a, to find my price. So based on a thousand dollars a month rent, this person needs to buy this can buy this house at ninety five thousand with ten thousand down. They can finance eighty five thousand at ten ten and a half percent for twenty years. Their payment will be eight fifty principal and interest, and then they'll pay a hundred dollars in taxes and fifty dollars in insurance, and they'll be right back at the thousand they were in the rent. And so, um, and it never I, goes up, right? It's forever. You know that ten and a half percent sticks. It's a fixed rate mortgage, so sure. So you and can tell them, hey, look, like I, I, you know, rents go up, but this is not going to go up, and you own the house. Uh, I definitely like the concept of, hey, you as a landlord aren't responsible for the repairs. I mean, it's incredible because that. No, I'm not a landlord though. I'm the, right, right, I'm the right. Bank. No, the that, bank that's what point. I meant. Yeah, yeah. So, so how many? So with these. Are you still selling the notes, or do you hold a lot of these notes? No, because 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 well, let's do the second half of the equation here. So I I got it under contract for for um for forty eight. I borrow fifty two. I mean, I'm sorry, I borrow fifty. I always borrow two thousand dollars more because finding houses is not free. On average, I figure it takes me about two thousand dollars to find a house. So if I take fifty thousand and I borrow it from a private lender. At eight percent, and I get five years interest only, non-recourse, collateral only loan, and I owe three hundred and thirty-five dollars a month to my private lender for that fifty thousand, and I have two thousand dollars cash in my in my in my left-hand pocket right now, which by the way is tax deferred until a major event happens because I borrowed the money. You don't pay tax on borrowed money. Okay, so I owe thirty-five. Um, uh, three hundred and thirty-five dollars to my to my lender, and I'm collecting eight fifty a month. Right. So, do you see where this yeah. is? Where, this is so, where so you don't have to sell five hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so, so I, I so you keep all these notes. How many? How many of these do you have right now? Well over two hundred and fifty. Um. So, but look look at the dynamic here. This is why I don't need to sell a note. I made ten I, because I didn't do any repairs to this house. I didn't do any repairs to the house. It needed four or five thousand dollars worth of light work. I didn't do it. I'm selling to a different customer here, and the house doesn't have to qualify for the loan because I'm the guy who's deciding to give the loan. And the and there's no appraisal on the house because this house is this price of ninety five thousand. It's probably ten percent over the market. Because we went out and did the comps. But see, comps are done with people that get new loans and pay the seller. Yeah, it's never going to appraise yeah. traditionally. Right. So it's not going to appraise traditionally, but I'm selling. But I don't need an appraisal because if you and I agree on a down payment and a price, Pat, we don't have to ask anybody's permission. No one, no one's underwriting me. There's no government subsidy, FDIC, federally insured. No one's. There's no net for me. It's I'm by myself. No one cares what happens to me. And so when I make a deal with you, we just make a deal. And I don't need an appraisal. I don't need an inspection. 
and I don't need anything. I just need you and I to agree that that's the house you want, and this is how much down you can put, and this is how much you can afford per month, and this is the amortization schedule, and this is how long it goes, and this is the interest rate. And so do you see where I just made $12,000 to create 500 a month positive cash flow for 240 months? Yeah. And no, I, it's of great. which it's I have great. no liabilities. I have no liabilities. So let's just run the math for a second. I got 2000 when I when I borrowed the money. I got 10,000 when I collected the down payment. There's the 12,000 up front. And then $500 times 240 payments which is 20 years, is 120000 So with none of my own money, Pat, zero of my money out of my pocket, I am going to make $132,000 off this house over the next 20 years, of which I collected 12000 up front. Why do I need to sell a note, Pat? I just made $12,000. <laughs> Uh, okay. So good stuff. So what do you, would you say to the person out there who's saying, you know, he can do this in San Antonio for whatever reason, maybe everybody's paying there. The people are more trustworthy, whatever delusions they have in their head. What do you say to people that say, you know, I couldn't do that in my market? Well, the first thing I have to know is what market. I mean, if you're in Los Angeles in a three-bedroom, two-bath house costs $700,000, hey, I agree with you. Either do, either start a business uh, from Los Angeles in another city, and let's get the boots on the ground there, and I can show you how to do that. Or you got to move, one of the two, because you can't you can't buy uh, an owner finance $700,000 houses at 10.5% because there's too many dollars racking up a high interest rate. So what, what type of market should someone look for, Mitch? You should look for a, a market where there's affordable houses, and I call affordable houses 200000 and less because if you can, if they're $200,000 or less, then you're going to buy that $200,000 house sometimes for $100,000. You're going to buy it sometimes for $70,000, or you're going to buy a $150,000 house for $60,000 or $70,000 or $80,000 if you, if you understand the principles of mining for bargain properties. I mean, I know it doesn't seem logical, and people go, "Well, you can't do that." You know, who, where, how can you find deals like that? Hey, I in 2015, I bought just under a hundred houses. Mm. In, in 2017, as hot as the market is in 2015, and in 2016, as hot as the market is, I'm still going to buy about 78 houses in San Antonio in the hottest real estate market I have ever seen ever in my career. I've been 20 years in this business. I've lived through two recessions. I know exactly the ebbs and flows of this town. And it's as hard as it's ever been to buy a house in, in my town and in a lot of towns across the United States. So what happened? I didn't raise, I didn't lessen my criteria. I stayed in the same the same principles and the same numbers that I need to buy houses before is what I stuck to. Because I lived through one recession where I started uh, taking thinner and thinner margins. And when the recession hit, it really hurt me. And I had to struggle and fight to, to keep from going under. I'm not going to do that anymore. So I just decided to buy less houses. Uh, it's better to have quality than quantity. And you tell me that houses can't be bought. I'll, I'll fly to your town and I'll, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> okay. So, so what kind of standards do you have in place with regards to foreclosing on these people that aren't paying you or late payments? Uh, what do you do with that? Well, first of all, out of the 100 houses I bought in 2015 and the 78 or so that I'm going to buy in 2016, I didn't see any of them, and I didn't see any of the buyers. I have systems. I'm a free man. I, I work like a CEO. I work from the top down. I work 
from the cruise ship or from my boat or from my deer blind, but whatever it is, I'm not at that office and I'm not looking at houses and I'm not taking showing buyers houses. Um, I have a system. And so I've trained people to fill a certain, certain, um, seats in, in, in my business. And that's what the real challenge was. The first challenge was to learn how to find houses and how to sell houses and how to make money. The second challenge was how do you get that done and not have to show up yourself? Right. So and, out of the, out of the two fifty that you have notes on now, what, what percentage would you say are currently in default? 3%. 3%. So, so, so basically, but I, but yeah. I, I, I average 12%, seven now. houses. Yeah. I average 12% down and, and I, and I try to get it up to 20%. And then when the recession hits, that'll probably jump to 10%, but that's not a bad thing mm. because the only thing, the two things that you lose when you're an owner financier versus a landlord, you, when you're not a landlord, you lose appreciation. And I'll get back to that though in a minute. And you lose depreciation, which is a tax write-off. Uh, yeah, game. sure, sure. And so when you get 10% of the houses back, you recapture the appreciation on at least 10% of your houses. Right. Because you get to resell them again at the new market price. Mm-hmm. So, Which is not a strategy. It's just, it's just what happens when people don't pay. I, this, this thing about, you know, then you just take the house away from them and you sell them. I don't want to take houses from people. I never want to take houses from people. I never want to see the house again. I just want my payment. But if they don't pay me, I have to take the house. And that's not all bad most of the time. Right. And and how hard is that to do in San Antonio? In Texas and Georgia, we have the fastest foreclosure laws in the in the country. They're 45 days. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. In Maryland, it's non, a disaster. Non, non-judicial. Yeah, but there's there's other ways to do things. Like in Florida, you, you, you don't sell houses. You put the house in a land trust. Uh, Florida is a very strong land trust. Delaware is a strong land trust um, uh, state. You put the property in a trust and then you don't even sell real estate. You sell your personal property. You sell your beneficial interest of your trust on installments. You sell the trust on installments. That's not a real estate transaction. Doesn't even qualify for Dodd Frank, in my humble opinion. So, if someone's listening to this and they want to take the first step in doing this with one house, right? They just want to start out like you did with one house. What advice do you have for them? What kind of process can they go through? Go find someone who's done a whole bunch of them and and get in their tutelage. I mean, if you can if you can uh, work for knowledge and don't have to write a check for that, then do it that way. If you need to write a check to them, but don't don't try to go out and do your first anything by yourself in real estate because what what happens nine times out of ten is um, you'll fail and you'll lose some money and then you'll get out of the business. And, and you'll walk away from, from a career that could have been worth millions because you walked out there blind and dumb and tried to do a deal. Right. right. And, 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 and almost, I almost backed out of this career too. I was trying to get out of the real estate business when I paid that guy 10 grand to show me how to, how to get out from under these houses without losing my reputation and my credit. And he inadvertently showed me how to stay in. That was 20 years ago and <laughs> millions and millions and millions of dollars ago. And so I should have hired the guy from the beginning. I never would have had the problems I had. Right, right. No, I love it. And, and, and logically, it makes so much sense. And and I love your advice, you know, uh, work for knowledge, you know. I, you know, I know there's an old adage, you know, only work for two things, equity and knowledge. And 
and uh, yeah, go to one of the go to go to one of the meetups. You know, the, there's millions of these meetups now. Find one in your town. Meet a guy who's doing something similar to Mitch. That's uh, you know, or the same exact thing, and uh, hang around and you know, work for him for free. Yeah, because um, the other thing that can happen is you can go out there to do your first deal and you can make a hundred grand profit on the first deal. And that's very bad too because I've seen a lot of people that hit it really big on their first deal lose their butt after that because they thought they, they just it was too easy the first time and they just didn't understand all, all the all the bullets that they dodged on the way. And the next time they went out, they got hit by those bullets, you know. So Absolutely. You know, so I, I'm really thankful that my progress has been kind of slow and steady and that it wasn't meteoric rise because I know what it takes to, to earn this business and I know what it takes to keep it. And I know what it, I know how fragile it can be at times and I also know how strong it can be in certain areas. And, and so I've lived that life for 20 years. And, uh, you know, you could, a good start would be to read the book, uh, My Life in a Thousand Houses, uh, The Art of Owner Financing. And uh, you can find that at my website, 1000houses.com. Just click on Mitch's books. But by the way, while you're at 1000houses.com, that's 1000houses.com, click on free stuff. I've got uh, PowerPoints explaining this example much better than I did here with um, graphs and diagrams and pictures of the houses. Um, but I specialize, and this is the greatest plan on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Buy it. Do not fix it. Owner finance it for double. Watch the person that's making you a payment on that house. Watch that person go over budget remodeling your collateral. Yeah. That is the best plan <laughs> on the planet as far as I'm concerned. I've seen I've seen that happen a lot, you know. I mean just you know, people will spend they'll spend money on their house before they will spend uh, money on the mortgage payment, unfortunately. I mean, or, or, or you know, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that people go fix up the house real nice, and they don't have enough money for the payment for three yeah. months, and then they lose the house. It's right. like, why didn't you? Why didn't you just leave that granite Idiots. countertop off for a little while and make your payment? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, Mitch, this has been great. I'm going to put all of this information on hybendigital.com backslash Mitch Stephen, and it's S T E P H E N. And I'm going to put a link to his book. Uh, I'm going to put a link to all. The, uh, he's got several books, three books in the series right now and counting and a uh, link to his website, all his information. So if you want to reach out to Mitch, you want to get more information on Mitch and uh, what he, all his free stuff. I'll put all the links there. So Mitch, listen, best of luck to you. If I'm ever in San Antonio, Texas, let's get together. We could break some bread. Yeah, we just break some bread and we can open up a beer bottle. There we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you so much, Pat. I had All a great right, time and I hope your audience enjoyed it. Yep, me too. Talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.